This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Well, hopefully by this time you have listened to the uh, the first half of the crossover episode uh, on the, the Dad Vibe Rap Pop with uh, Call Out Culture. And now this is part two. And welcome DC to Call Out Marvel. Culture. You know what I mean? This, <laughs> <laughs> this is Bulls 91, man. Here we go. Um, so, so I think we kind of have a loose agenda tonight. Um, this is going to cover a few things. Uh, we're going to go over the takes from the previous episode, you know, so people can uh, stand up for their, their ideas uh, or, you know, self-correct. Like our our team's going to fold immediately. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to make fun of Castro for sleeping very late, even though he, he made it here right as we hit record. Dope, no way. Champion. Oh man. I'm going to turn my volume down. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, we'll just kick it from there. So uh, sounds good. I guess, um, Nate, you kind of ran the process on the takes. Yeah. You want to kind of take lead on, on these and then we could just. Sure. So, um, hello, Call Out Culture listeners. Uh, my name is Nate LeBlanc. Um, I produce and co host Dad Bod Rap Pod, um, which, if you haven't checked it out, we'd love if you would. That's part of the reason why we do this, but mostly just to kind of chop it up with our fellow hip hop heads. I had this idea uh, actually pre quarantine, and these guys were nice enough to humor me and uh, to do the first the first uh thing with it like i feel like our podcast is we try to be nuanced somewhat be thorough like to bring our years of experience to bear on the takes that we do have and we're, we try to not be like hot take artists and like just say things to be controversial but i wanted to do that for a show for fun and i wanted to do it with you guys because i think um you're all take really strong positions but you can you know your shit you can back your shit up and so I just wanted everyone to kind of come up with a, a hot take with whatever they framed that as and then just have everyone respond to it and I, I will be honest like the vision that I had getting there with the editing was a pain in the ass like I, I set myself up a lot of work like trying to take the, the cool snippets and make it seem like everyone was talking to each other and laying in all the beats and stuff like it was a lot of work so it was it was a good it was good exercise like from a production sensibility but really I wanted it to be funny and I wanted to hear what everyone would say to these like supposedly hot takes or some were hotter than others including mine it's a little tepid but uh yeah that was the idea <laughs> so what was the first one we discussed I believe it was Castro Castro what was your your take what are y'all shaking your fucking head for <laughs> I'm sorry Emperor what is, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, Castro, Seth Ward. We can Castro only needs to have his coffee at 9.30 when he wakes up. So. <laughs> I can see you. All right. Oh. <laughs> My oh. take is the absolute ultimate hip-hop truth. They're born like this is the best Doom record. And I don't want to fucking talk about it. <laughs> well, tough shit, Castro. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. I guess that's that, huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Yes. This one kind of had some some strong responses, most of them laughing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the rebuttal don't mean shit. It's an absolute <laughs> truth. I'm not defending it again. It sound like some idiot on Tiananmen Square. <laughs> definitely like it's it's kind of like saying the the 2001 Chicago Bulls were the best Chicago Bulls team. <laughs> it, it's saying whatever your background is, I can't wait for your ass. I like your ass. <laughs> I actually do think in the show we we did do Alaska's first. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, did we? Yeah, okay. I pretty because I called you first. Okay, all, but gotcha. everything was in that order. Um, so, so I tried to stick to that. And one thing I realize now that if we ever do this again, I will have people do is they should say their name when they introduce the the thing. Uh, like Zilla's intro was great. And I was like, ah, I wish I had that for everybody, but I'm not calling everyone back. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I'm, so, I'm here at the spectrum, boy. I mean, you know, I got, I'm ready, man. That looks so uh, funny, dude. <laughs> so I guess my take was that there are only two two perfect albums in hip hop history, not classics. One of them is Midnight Marauders. You didn't name one. What are your fucking picks? You talking about? <laughs> What's that? You're supposed to your 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 points is uh two perfect albums, right? That's what you yeah. yeah perfect. Only not a bad song. So how do you how do you have how's your point two perfect albums you ain't named not near near another one? I was just about to name the second one, motherfucker. You just woke up. We're fucking a half hour late because you still got crust in your eyes. Neither one of your picks are the perfect albums. So how can you even make this fucking point? You said that Born Like This was Doom's best record. That's the truth. All opinions are wrong. <laughs> you said you really, really. Really gonna think your get off my lawn ass is gonna convince me that breaking Adams is a perfect out? Well, I, I I told I told Nate beforehand I had to do a Mia culpa on on breaking Adams because I forgot about two songs on it that aren't really that good. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So um and add in thirty six chambers and he got consensus. so much soul. Thirty six chambers has you God and the song Tears on it, so it can't be perfect. Who are those two people next to fucking large professor? Demone checkmate. Professor solo album, but I just said I, I was wrong on that one. All right. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'll admit it, I was wrong. You guys convinced me I was wrong on that one. I feel like I, I stand, I stand by Midnight Marauders. I'll take Midnight well, Marauders all day. Job. I know everybody has yeah. the coin flip thing with uh, Low End Theory and Midnight I'm Marauders. A Midnight I'm a Midnight Marauders guy, guy all the guy, way. Yeah. I'm with you. I yeah. love Low End. I love Low End. So. I love Low End, but Low End has I know. a lot of songs that didn't age that well. Sky you know, Pager. I... Scott Pager. Sky Pager. Um, <laughs> the Business. Ooh. Uh, what else? Yeah, I was looking at it today, preparing. I'm going to pull it up. Ah. Can't sing classic example at a bar mitzvah anymore. No, you certainly can't. Um... <laughs> Yeah, day rape. Uh, <laughs> everything is fair is kind of like man. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the what, the what, the rapping is dope, but the beat kind of sucks. Wait, wait, hold on, wait, wait, hold on. You said thirty six chambers is imperfect as a you got. He's got eight bars and tears. Tears, tears is wow. You're not having Wendy I, Renee, dude. I love tears, dude. Uh, I, 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 I bet tears. you got AIDS. I'm shaking tears. in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Wow. 
Okay. I don't like the beat. I don't like Rizzo on it. I don't like oh, the beat, and I don't like God. Rizzo on it. Wow. And Method Man. Method Man's like, man. I mean, do you, does anybody no, no, ever need to hear like Method Man ghost. again? Like, ghost method. like meth. Come on. The song Method Man? <laughs> the song Method Man. What? Does anybody ever need to hear that song again? You, we wouldn't yes, know. Yes, I do. Right was. now. I need to hear that, that right song. now. Holy <laughs> shit. That's, that's the best energy. Historically, that's the best it's important, song. but it doesn't necessarily mean it's great and it held up. Oh, it's like mm-hmm. Straight Outta Compton is a great album, but half of that shit is like house music that sucks. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. When they got rid of you know Arabian Prince, they definitely hit the stride on that. Uh, I won't take Arabian Prince slander on here. I've heard a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I've dealt with a lot. We, 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 are, we are now on the East Coast, West Coast shit. Because in, yeah. in our year episode, we never said that. I'm here for name. Jerry Curl yes. rap and world-class wrecking crew. The hell with y'all. Yo, man. That's uh, funny because when we did our last roundtable, when everyone was, our homie Alex Ludovico, who's from Indiana and lives in L.A., he was like, y'all some East Coast motherfuckers, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit, we are. Yeah. Right. We don't talk Arabia Prince until now. So shouts to you know San Jose yeah. and Dad Bond. That's, that's right. <laughs> I think that's the party. Perfect. Right? I, I think oh, the wait, first wait, wait. CDs so, I ever bought were Arabian Prince and Diamond Shell because they were wow. in like, the two dollar cutout bin. Yeah, wow. like they used to have the cutout joints. Yeah, I was like, Ooh, that's I where those belong. Yo, Alaska and Zillow. How many Griff and Scorsese dropping? I'm confused. What? what? They got another remix album. Well, how many projects is this? Two projects? This is an re- album and then a remix album. Yo, shout, shout out to Griffin Scorsese. They got a remix album with Quelly, Chris, Jamal Gasol, Me, Alaska, uh, Yikes to Zero from Philly. Who else? Mr. Liff is on that bitch. Um, I thought, send us an re- ad. We'll, we'll run it on the show. Yeah. Definitely. I'm totally yeah. confused. Oh, All right. So what was, then what was the next take after that? The next oh, does anybody take else was, have anything uh, they want to yell at me for? Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. So wait, listen, listen. You know me, man. I'm the last person to be like, let's talk about Illmatic. But what, 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 is, what, is, what is your beef with that? I'm curious. I just want to know. Objective. One time for your mind. Agreed. You know what? And thanks, guys. It's been horrible. horrible. <laughs> that shit is boring. Man. That song is that shit boring. Is boring. Short. That shit is. Yeah. Yo, that, that is eat your veggies rap, that joint. I don't want to hear that. That shit is like the honeydew <laughs> of melons. <Yeah. laughs> that shit is like, it's like, you know what it sounds like? It's like when you and your man are just high as shit. It's called What's Hot for Your Mind. Yeah. Like <laughs> high, and you're like, oh, man. Because it doesn't fit in a Timbo doesn't mean it is not. <laughs> God's sake. Nah, man, that, joint is, that is not on a level of fucking uh, one love, New York, any of that. Like, and I'm, I'm not the Nas romantic dude with Illmatic anymore. I, I agree with him and Woods. Like, I don't want to hear that shit anymore. I don't want to hear it at Carnegie Hall. I don't want to hear it at Big <laughs> right. and Tall. I don't want to hear it at the mall. I don't want to hear it with Paul Wall. I don't want to hear that shit. I'm good. I've heard enough fucking Illmatic. But I was curious to know if it was. If it was it's no Breaking Adams, apparently. Uh, but, <laughs> but breaking Adams was the last time Nas was good. <laughs> oh, that's a hot take. Wow. All right. Then we then we had Castro's MF Doom take, which I don't think anyone agreed with, but Dave got close. Ooh. I, I love that album. I love that album. I think um, it's Doom at its gruffest. So it, it's like you, you hear his voice change. And I look, some of those beats are my favorite beats on any Doom album. So. Oh, we have an enlightened man in the room. There you go. <laughs> that's one. That's, that's, that's good to know that there's still some intelligence amongst us. <laughs> Wait, but what, but what is everybody's favorite Doom album? Just, just curious. Oh, it's Upper Doomsday. It's, mm, <laughs> <laughs> it's 
bad feeling. Get the fuck out of here. Those things are curses to the perfection. Okay, <laughs> baby uh, step making his way to what is. is no, wait, wait. Why, why we say this, Castro? Why? What? Because you, you you've had this opinion for a hot minute. Yeah. And yeah. You, you know you're a doom mother. Like you tell them your background with doom and red ID and ambush. Like tell them your whole doom history and how you got to the born like oh. this point. Because you got an ill story. Yeah. Um. We will call ourselves admitted doom acolytes, and we like actually studied in the school of doom. No, what did the kids say? No cap, like mm -hmm. no high. Like we really were like students of this cat. Um, just because when he started taking on the other aliases, it made us think, oh, you know, you you can put stuff out and not compete with yourself. So we started creating these um other aliases and shit, and we actually made this mixtape called um Old to the Villain. And we went and found um, all of these old Doom instrumentals and Mad Lib instrumentals that people wouldn't use necessarily, you know, stuff on like um, Yesterday's New Angles. Like, we would go really deep diving. It's a good project. I'll never put it out again, but it's, it's pretty <clears throat> so, Because we were such admitted, like, Doom acolytes, like, we used to even study how he used to stand on stage, and then we used to, um, we used to have this Doom stance where you put your hand behind your back a certain way. It's really ridiculous. <laughs> but but within that also um also what I learned from Doom just as a writer it was um um points of perspective. So when we did that, you you would also be able to dance with your perspective. You can do your first person, your third person, you can talk about looking at yourself and things of like that and just allowed you to dance around now. I'm no Billy Woods. Billy Woods jumps around perspective between I'm texting with him right now about this shit. You know, but <laughs> it just opens you up because you know, rap, a lot of rap is a lot of, um, I'm this, I'm that, I'm like this, I'm like that, you know, like this, you know, just, just the prepositional little phrases and, and what point you take, um, when you're spitting or I saw this, I saw that. So it's just, it's really, it was really binary to me before you have people like doom just really coming in like, Hey, you know, I'm rapping, but I'm also rapping about myself rapping. Right. And then the next song, I don't know who that is. Some villain came and snatched me out the, booth and now this is other guy rapping so i just i think it just opens you up mm. you started studying under him to just master all your personalities and not um you don't have to paint yourself in a corner if you want to talk about whatever you want to talk about all right create another persona and that's what that one talks about i think doom's greatest skill was um almost very similar to biggie and, and hear me out with this and saying in terms of like being able to adopt personas <laughs> all the way through so mm. when you have biggie writing for little kim Right. It was way different than other people writing for other people. So mm -hmm. when he wrote Kim, he's like, oh, okay, I'm a girl. All right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the phrase is going to be she, her. Everything's going to line up. I'm going to be talking about my pussy like I got a pussy. I remember when I saw <laughs> when you see, and it's one thing to hear, it's, it's still always wonders to hear who wrote what, because until you see them do scratch takes, it really doesn't hit you. And if, for any listeners, a scratch take is like a reference track that, um, Singers are normally used to them. So a singer will get a song, songwriter will write it, and they'll get a reference track. Somebody, semi-professional, because it's not always the professional singer, somebody in the midst will sing a track version for you. And what that is, is to give you an idea of where the runs are, which you can play with within the writing, or just copy them because, you know, usually your um, person that tracks you out, y'all work with hand in hand, so you kind of sing like the person and vice versa. So, um, <clears throat> I'm getting along with it. So the point is, I'm just talking. Alaska, what was that talking? About? 
Born like this. <laughs> what the f was I just talking about? Uh, reference tracks, writing in different personalities. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. And whatever. Edit the shit out, Alaska. You know, you're almost at the birth of Christ, it. dog. Come on. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> like your fucking background. Don't even start with me. <laughs> that rocky shit, because fucking Mr. T whooped his ass. <laughs> only real movie in this trilogy. Okay. Point being is, um, sorry. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you get to Born Like This is Doom's best album. This is <laughs> reenactment of how that tape came to be. I'm going to start reading some Bukowski out loud. Yeah. Uh, born Like This. <laughs> outward. When this, I feel like Born Like This was the combination of all his powers and it was the one album that lacked all that fucking silliness. Now people can go to Bati Boys. Right. Or, right. But you could have lent that. You could have ended that sentence with "lacked." People, Islanders, Batsy Boys comes off really off because first of all, people pronounce it wrong because they say like "Batty Boys" and all. It's Batsy Boy, right? Boy is so like if you if you grew up in that culture, you would still adopt that until this day. People still have those strong beliefs. So I not necessarily I agree with it. So what he did was he tried his most cleverest way. Are bringing in cartoon characters and stuff like right. that to express a true sentiment. Yeah. So, so my thing with that, and Damone particularly called that out on our part of the episode, is he's being a villain. Right. It's like, right. A, yeah. a, like we're not going to put it beyond like Doom in his most villainous persona to be a little bit homophobic, or it, but it's more of like a schoolyard, like you'll never be me kind of take on it right like it reads as deeply homophobic and i could see why totally, that would work totally. in like 2020 california but he's he's like using one of his uh arrows in his quiver of being right. a villain on that track and i actually think in that way it is an effective track it's oh, the same rule drives blood in my eye that's like environmental terrorism we have to sit through it <laughs> And you know what I'm saying? That shit All Jaw Rule is environmental terrorism, but yeah. <laughs> there was a yeah, the album had a cover, there was songs. He made us experience that. Blood and <laughs> great, yo. So I'm just saying, like, you know, it's just to me, it was like the silliness. And that's one thing I I, I didn't express to you, Alaska. Like it was it's the lack of silliness, the cover yeah, that you that's actually really interesting. No, uh, for sure. He, right? So much of his work is marked by that comic book sensibility and like the crazy sample collage stuff that we all kind of oh hey switch it up again um and so it's nice to get it undiluted like that yeah, like tongue-in-cheek shit but like again a lot of things that doom does are done for laughs and play for laughs and i felt mm -hmm. like this was the first time he was being like a full-on full-rounded um adult um the, the bukowski samples just right right like, that that sent the, the sample that sent me Alaska is the one where the cop is talking about getting trapped in like a four way pinch going into like somebody's house that you're not familiar with. Mm -hmm. He's like, and I was just like, it's like a RAS cast record. Like it just it just got more as you're listening to it, you're not hearing the, you know the cartoon samples. Mm -hmm. It's like track two or three. You're starting to realize he's using this little a more serious tone, um, and. I don't know. He never went back to it, which I think is unfortunate, but I also think it's telling as right. opposed to set it apart from the rest of his catalog. 
Um, I kind of made this point. I would love to hear what you guys think about it. Do you think we'll ever get another great Doom record? Mm. We have a good engineer. I think it's start. possible. I think it's possible. Like a couple years ago, they uh, he, when he was doing those weekly singles for Adult Swim, yeah, like it was hot. Like if you put that shit together, he dropped like eight good songs. Right. But that, you know, that was a huge. Call if you really look into it, if you right, some, right. We're talking like ten years, which ain't bad. I mean, um, uh, um, uh, Void Omega album that's based on ten years of recording. It does it, it and um. Um, Z, what was that self-titled and Buckwild album? Like, it, oh, if y'all, now. yeah, if y'all get where I'm going, it can be done. My thing is with Doom, I think you just need an engineer with a passion, with some I don't know Jordan Last Dance documentary passion to go. Into. <laughs> but search your be told, go snatch up all those loose pieces that are out there and floating and stuff. Shit, we just got a new Biggie song today. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's a good. If you take the, the if you take the Zarface album with Doom. And just Ooh, make it a Doom that, album. That shit has got fire on it. Yeah, join us for sure. Yeah, for sure. On that. That's that stuff was recorded in the last like two or three years. You could, look. The main thing with Doom, and we all it's like the elephant in the room. We want to talk about this, a certain degradation voice and his delivery, just in his age. So it was interesting that when he went away the first time and he came back, he sounded more skilled than he was before, which normally doesn't happen. And his voice went up. Z knows what I'm right. talking about. Yep. Back really doesn't fucking happen like at all. Your voice usually goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Z's voice has gone up over the years. Very strange. Yeah, you're right. Benjamin Button rappers and shit. But now, <laughs> but now Doom, now Doom on the way back. You can hear his age in his voice for sure. So I just, in order for us to get some successful Doom in the modern times, is he has to commit his flow and his punchline accuracy to the new to the new flow. If he changes how we're used to the hitches and yeah, just to just to marry how he's flowing now, I think it would work. He just might have to stretch his punchlines out a little bit more. They won't it won't be as snappy as his other stuff. But yeah. I still still get across his message. He's still dope rhyming. It's just that voice really throws you off. It's the same how we felt when we heard uh, Beanie Siegel again after he got better after being sick. It just it just takes it just throws you. Um, the same way I felt pun on yeah baby like that's just that's or all ghost that's, now. or ghost now it's oh. just when you hear him you still you hear the familiarity but it's not the same it's not you know yeah right ghost it seems like they took some of his essence it's like he's just not all there yeah the joy is gone yeah mm-hmm. uh somebody posted something <laughs> really funny uh bishop Nehru has a new album and it has doom stuff on it and somebody was just like what the fuck does he have on doom like how does he keep getting all these tracks? Well, I I guess that verse is an old Doom verse as well. Okay. To, to Castro's point, so it's just like it's just floating around. He grabbed it. Right. And it so on. what he has on him is they used to fuck with each other. And he <laughs> yeah. No, but he's doing Doom beats. Like he gets some. Courage. No, he got he got a joint on that last album. It was like half Doom, half Catronada. There's a song called like I think it was called like Elevators or some shit. And it was a, it was the first brand new doom beat I heard in like twelve years. Oh really? Like this, it, it's this ill fucking jazz trumpet loop, like and that joint is still. I was like, yo, he's got joints. He's just sitting on, God. but everyone keeps taking his special herbs and spices and keeps fucking rhyming on him and he keeps relicensing them and keeps releasing them. I'm like, nah, totally. Should name <laughs> of all people. Got the first new joint from this guy. This Dude, I'm s- still waiting for the Ghostface Doom album. <sighs> yeah, you know, never gonna saying? happen, right? Yeah. 
Well, when I interviewed Doom around the time when uh, Born Like This came out, they said that tracks were recorded. You know what I mean? So it's like they're sitting on these tracks, probably from the first sessions from when that first version of The Sun was recorded, mm. you know, without <laughs> the drums. <laughs> I mean, when I heard the Angel song, I was like, man, this shit ain't happening. Like, you know, <laughs> when you hear like little leaks and snippets, like, all right, but this is a good point, is um, D Up drops. And, um, Sonic and Aesop have been working together, you know, frequently. They're always on each other's stuff, but something different about Diop. And Diop dropped a whole year before the first Harold Mary Mallon tape. But you knew, okay, this makes sense. They're going to do it or whatever. Like, I think sometimes they'll throw out darts, pun intended, to see what happens. Hey, God damn it! It's okay. We're talking. Floor, I'm going to kick their fucking ass. You don't pay no fucking rent right here! Oh man! Sorry. All right. So, what All was good. the next take? <laughs> what was the next take? Uh, the next take was. Wait, wait, hold on. We gotta go take a break, man. We we got breaks and stuff. We got to insert and stuff. Okay. Boom. Let's take a break. All right. Yo, it's Zilla Rock. New EP out now. Row House Whispers. Me and Ray West. Bronx's finest. We got seven joints, including a remix from our good friend Shane Great. Available now, name your price at Red Apples 45, the number 45.bandcamp.com. Limited CDs coming soon, should be on all streaming platforms. Any doggone minute, check it out. Row House Whispers, Silla Rock, Ray West. Available now. Back to the show. Call out culture. Oh, yeah. Dad bod rap pod crossover event three episode premiere on ABC Fridays. My slice soda. Nice. Schweppes. Schweppes. Fucking ginger ale. It'll fuck up your teeth. All I know is fuck out or one of y'all's not eating tomorrow. Hey. Brought to you by Curly Castro's Angst. You guys thought I hated my cat. Jesus Christ. I love my cat. I just have four of them in here right now. Wow. That's a lot, dude. And two dogs. Yeah. All All right. All of his clothes are macrame, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I envisioned. That's what I envisioned. Macrame. (laughs) Hieroglyphics logo I'm working on. (laughs) Hieroglyphics. All right, so I think my take is up, Nate. Yes, you had Do a pretty it. spicy take. I did. Good. Uh, Reggie Noble ruined to cow ruined them. <laughs> Worst thing that ever happened to Method Man. Man, go on. <laughs> it was just unfortunate timing. Just, just <laughs> timing. Uh, what oh. do they say? Correlation is not causation. There <laughs> <laughs> it goes. Devs. The only thing I agree with is once you once you get with a man like Redman, then you have to meet a um, smaller man. His name is Eric Sermon. Correct. And once you um, encounter Eric Sermon, it is much like a COVID nineteen. <laughs> I'm not being I'm not being insensitive. You know, mad respect to people going through that, and you know, we as a people were trying to get through that. But that um, but he is a virus, okay, and he infects. <laughs> He infects your beats and he affects your bass lines. And he makes you <laughs> weird ass 
weird ass town. You don't mean shit. And it, and it what it does is, is as MC, right? If anybody calls an MC, anybody out there listening to MC, MC, we start off things with sharp blades, darts. Things have sharp edges. Watch your hands. Don't have kids near the lyrics. It's very dangerous. They could trip, bang, hit the head of their corner, head on a corner and get knocked out. Eric Sermon has a way of smoothing out the edges, okay? These are all, um, uh, you know, like, uh, with, with the shit, oh, like uh, coasters, you know, that you put on, that you put on, your, on your table, the smooth edges ones. Yeah, know? no one Just ever brags about rap. how round the coasters are. <laughs> oh, wow. It's, it's, hey, don't worry, man. If I toss you a coaster, it ain't gonna hurt. I need a coaster that might hurt me, motherfucker, toss me that shit. Hey, man, you just throwing out that shit? This is Nick's star, coasters and shit. I don't want that shit, man. Place it down in front of me, man. Can we call the episode Ninja Star Coasters? Ninja Star Coasters. <laughs> that's my Etsy shop. That's my Etsy shop right now. Wow. Redman or and and or Eric Sermon had nothing to do with the abomination that was Judgment Day. Chill. Okay. Chill. All right. I can't even nothing listen to, to that 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 album. Album. Yeah, that that album. Album. Yeah. Listen, yeah. listen to that album. That shit is garbage. Listen to my updated playlist on Passion of the Waste. Again, I you have to take album. an album Rip yeah, it apart and put it back together again. It's not wait, wait, a good wait, record. Wait, wait, wait. I know that's why. That's why I did it. Because it was '98. That jam was like, "Yo, dude, make 700 songs, put them all on a 78-minute CD." Mathematics, I'm like, sure. The album from being good. There's 20 albums he has done this through, and he's done a good job. But he brings them Thank up you. like, "This is the new album." No, it's a, it's a whole different thing. It's not what. It's not the album. Anymore. Listen, come with me. Yeah. Trust me, not these motherfuckers. Trust me. <laughs> I'm the one that spent the money back in the day. Had to trick myself into thinking it was good. And then with new technology, I was like, wait a second. I could actually piece this shit together, get rid of 15 songs, keep these 10. God. This shit is crazy. Crazy to me. Because you got crazy True Master shit on there. You got crazy Rizzo shit. You got Mob Deep on. You got, you got bangers on that record. You just got you got Donald Trump on that album. Like, Method, Method Man. It's Donald Trump. Turn it into the album Method Man. Is that real? Yes. Donald Trump Holy is on Cal 2000. It's President Trump, all right, guys? Nothing but respect for my, 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 my Method Man president. Oh, anyway. that blows my mind. Yeah, he's on that album. He's like, he's like Method Man. It's Donald I'm Trump. I'm the album. What are we talking about? Like the Blackout 10? <laughs> no, 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 Judgment Day. Judgment oh, Day. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. What, so, yeah, well, he had like well, fangs on the cover. Yeah, no, nope. he had like he had like he had, like a he had, like a fucking bobby pin through his eye and shit with like metal fangs. That shit was crazy. He did that to show everybody that he was an ally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying black like, beats. Like, what what is he? What is the allyship to? Um, <laughs> oh, wow, this this really got oh, an ally. Like, we don't. But call yourself an ally. We don't. That's what I don't understand the take. I'll just be honest. I All right, so beat this. All right, I ready? I didn't understand. Who All right, man. Who somebody? All right, ready? Watch this. So th- <laughs> unless you're about, Eric Sermon, unless you're Eric Sermon, <laughs> think, think about Method Man. Think about Method Man's style and look, mm-hmm. st- sound, aesthetic before he went all in with the Def Squad shit. You got Takal, the grimiest, filthiest sure. fucking platinum album ever. Bring the pain. Seven versions of All I Need. All the guest appearances. Wu right. Gambino's hook. Shadow boxing. The what? Like, this dude is the grimiest motherfucker in the world that's platinum. All women love this guy back then to right now, right? Yeah. And when he linked up with Red, 
Redman was and is from 19 years old to 50. He's a punchline rapper. He's a punchline rapper. Sometimes that shit works. Most of the time it doesn't. Method Man links up with him. Method Man becomes a cheesy punchline rapper. Method Man stops getting the grimiest, rawest shit in the world, starts getting Ninja Star, well, not Ninja Star Coaster, but smoothed off Ikea childproof corner beats. Cork. And then he, <laughs> but so if you, if you listen to like, like to Cal 2000, I keep talking about it because it's, it's the last time he was like in the woo hive and still mm. getting all that shit. And like the Red Man influence is like minimal. There's only like three Eric Sermon beats on Takao 2000. It's true. And then moving forward, it's all, it's all, he's basically Def Squad. There is no woo with him anymore. The best he's way like, uh, is to look at how Red Man acts on woo tracks and how Method Man acts on red tracks. There's ooh. a difference. When you see Say Red Woo Chamber, he goes there. Like we know. He what, does. What's the, What's yeah. the main Red Bull? Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, mm-hmm. On the W. Yeah, yeah. And he's just going mark your dogs. And then Buck fifty. Yeah, and then Buck fifty on the on the ghost. If Method Man could be ruined by becoming friends with somebody. <laughs> yeah, because he took he was on the never whole that good watch. to begin with. It's like it's like when the NFL is like that quarterback had a bad coach. They, they ruined him. But Alaska, let's but no, no, no. I disagree with that because he was around Dirty Ghost, Rizza, Ray, all of these dudes, and then he started being around Redman and Eric Sermon. You're saying Def Squad ruined him? Yeah, yeah, that's more accurate. Okay, hold on, let's pull back. More accurate. It's very, it's and and it's it 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 goes without saying. When MCs start hanging with each other, styles bleed. Correct. Depends on who is the alpha or who thinks their style is working at the time, even subconsciously. Styles always bleed. When you start hanging out with other cats yep. and start, them, start doing things and your flows start marrying each other, it just it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. So there is a point of red man pulling meth more towards his aesthetic as opposed to the other way around. Now, mm-hmm. mind you, what the only flaw, the flaw I have in the argument is maybe meth wanted to go there. And yep. it, we'll never know. Maybe Meth wanted to make those choices because now he's coming back around to stuff. This right. Now he's on fire. Right. I'm talking like right, right now. So what mm-hmm. makes him back around to the dusty digital some 10, 15 years later, to be honest? And is that a small paycheck or is that him realizing like, oh, wait, I can make a really good album. He's not around Redman all day, dude. There's only exactly. so long you can, you can host God. celebrity battles with Haley Baldwin. <laughs> you gotta go back to what got Styles right? Styles bleed. Styles bleed. That's a good one. Oh That's man. It, man. That's it, man. We ain't get no more Riddlers from Method Man. We ain't get on that shit. Yeah. Oh, thank God. He had a one line. You know what you know what kills me? When he linked up with Red Man, they had a song called Tear the Roof Off, where Method yeah. Man says, I'll never forget this. He says Brothers chew gum with their ass and pop shit. I was like, <laughs> what are we doing, man? What is happening? Yep. <laughs> what? And, and real, real quick, and, and, and how about this? We'll take a wrap. We'll take a break. I mean, on, on, on the episode we aired, wait, wait, you know, I'm pulling my phone. The episode we, we aired, that oh, sorry, we, we recorded that we couldn't air because it got fucked up from our last app. One, one, when we had the episode of the worst verses by great rappers, right? Mm. My number one was a Method Man run. Mm. And, and this, this is like exclusive bonus footage. You ready? Here it is. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a Mary J song called Love at First Sight with Method Man, right? 
And yeah. when, when I was reading this shit out loud to Castro and fucking Alaska, they were being like, stop, that's not real. Like, you can't, that, that's not. He was clearly, not. it was a deep fake. He found some deep fake. <laughs> okay, ready? All right, I'm, I'm going to read this shit out loud, man. Bonus exclusive non-Patreon. We don't even have that shit. There we go. This, this, this is a real rhyme. This is a real rhyme. He says, wait, wait, what the fuck is it? I got to scroll right down. He says, once again, it's the other Eminem now. Fail. Ooh, right there. Ow. It's the other Eminem now. That's um, not a good reverse It's leave. the other Eminem now. There's how already many, one too many. How many women feeling them? Somebody call the coroner. Quick, Mary, you're killing them. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. He says, um, I'll skip ahead. He says, it's something for the radio. Guest starring MC, John Blazing, the hip hop and R&B. What? Uh, you no. bet you wasn't going to see me. You ready? You can't spell Mary J. Blige without a JB. What? Johnny Blaze? Oh, okay. No, no one calls him the other Eminem or JB. No. Yeah. <laughs> and then, ready? I'm, I'll, I'll skip to the end. I'll skip to the end. Ready? He says, I swear to God, he says, you searching for a Wu-Tang pro. You find me just about everywhere the Poontang go. Now you know. <laughs> Couldn't we actually say that Mary J. Blige ruined? No, this is like this is like oh four. It all started after the All I Need remix. <laughs> oh shit! All right, wait. Last bar. Ready? He, he says this. I There's swear to more. God, he says it. Yes, his last two bars. Feel me like your favorite love song, because my computer love is the truth. Dot com. Oh. <laughs> Uncle Math, like what is this? I'm dead now. I'm wow! Dead now. wow. I'm gonna go lay in a grave. Okay. Wow. A rhyme generator. Yeah. It sounds like a fifth grade talent show. Like rap. <laughs> right. Right. Like a my first rap. It's an assignment. That's yeah. like Ab- year nine of being a red man right there. Right it's there. Ab- any, sort, any sort of dot com punchline. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. We're going to take a break here at Call Out Culture, Dad Bod, Rap Bod, Sound Clash. Brought to you by. Man. Reese's Pieces. <laughs> I'm stealing them from my son's Easter basket still. <laughs> still. <laughs> uh. Peace with the bums, you man, curly pasture. Enough with the polite and pleasantries. This is about shrap. Me and my partner, Prem Rock, bringing you like heat rocks, falling metal, exploding bombs. Produced by Lucid and Willie Green. Brought to y'all by Backwood Studios. You don't have it by now, then you miss it out. Just when you thought it was safe. One. <laughs> and we're back on the call out culture, dad bod, rap bod, steel cage match. Next, we have David Moss. Unreal take, but I don't remember, so Nate's going to say it. His Dave, why don't we let Dave say it? It's uh, I, I was joking with them when I was putting this together. It's with both of them, it sounds like they were given a statement by the terrorists and forced to read it. I know. When we got to recording this, they didn't believe their own things. But Dave, take it away. Uh, all right, let me let me preface this by just saying that it was meant to be spicy. All right, you guys. Um, but uh, the take was that I think Nasir is Nas's second best album. <laughs> So, but for, man, I gotta stay on the call. Like, stay on the call. Like, you guys give me the sand. That's a leave meeting take. My, my brain is leaking. I don't know what fluid. I don't know if it's host fluid. 
I don't know if it's blood. <laughs> I don't know if it's it's it's, it's Nan Energy, whatever that Nan Energy is, that anime shit. This is Rick. Can, can you report podcasts as spam? Like, are they being recorded? Because I would like to do that today. Oh, <laughs> spam. You guys... terrorism. There's a yes. bad pop opinion floating around the web. It's very dangerous. <laughs> I'm fascinated. I want to hear Dave's shit. I'm fascinated by. Well, this. no, I frankly, I, I, it's a short album. I like the beats. I, I like your your take on how like Nas is good for like seven shots out of twelve or 15 yeah. or whatever you said um but dude the adam and eve i Oof. think is hot but he don't even kill it i i like what he says i think and you know i like how his voice sounds on it on the entire thing the back to the aging mc thing yeah like the, a little the, bit the more little gravity. Husky. um Husky. Husky. did you say hennessy <laughs> <laughs> it's just they um, break the stank okay <laughs> no to really absorb it it's like stinking and reeking of kanye right i know i know i i'm in a i'm a kanye apologist on this program sometimes though it still has all of that kanye on it like the, <laughs> the you know the arrangement it's it's so much kanye on it that it's hard for first of all it doesn't even not canon doesn't even count as an Oz album fair enough ep and then look i'm not i'm not being facetious like i don't count rock life in the jay-z Catalog. Right. So, right, right, right. That's right, a comp. Right, yeah. Right. So right. you know, I know, and I know some people do, but hey, I, I is it a comp or would would something like distant relatives be more the comp? Ah, that's mm. a good point. Distant yeah, relatives is with somebody else, and once they're set, oh, when they're doing a double album, and it's the aesthetic is like, like, does anybody count best of both worlds as anything? It was right, too right, for like, right, for like right, the right. collision yeah, course, yeah. Okay. Lincoln Park, for, right, right. Yeah. right. All oh. I say is this, like, I think of things <laughs> the as the record store guy. It, we still filed it in the Jay-Z card in the Jay-Z Correct. section in yep. the rap right. section. So that's a Jay-Z that. album by our criteria. Sure. But, you know, I like, a, I like a, couple of, uh, a couple of you guys made the point that, the point that um, Life is Good was the second best album or, or one, another album that came up. And that was I a pretty surprisingly mentioned thing for, for this I, whole conversation. I need to I, re-listen to that. I remember being it, weird about how he did Khalees, like the holding of the dress, and I know that really offended her. Right, and right. like I don't want to say I like took her side, but I just remember the whole kind of rollout was kind of, what is this? Like, it was weird. Doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Oh, I, okay. I think the track Black Bond is probably one of Nas's later best album, uh, best right. cuts ever. Black Bond off of uh, Life Is Good. To me, the love we love Life Is Good. We think a lot of people I don't even. <laughs> I, I think Daughters might be the only ever good oh. hip-hop song about someone's children. Right. Yeah, like, oh, that shit is amazing. It, we don't talk about it like it's good. We mention it and we acknowledge it, but it's not like brought up as it should be because yeah, yeah. yeah. Life is Good is what um, Jay-Z was trying to do with Kingdom Come. No, with like, 444. He stole the whole shit. 444 is just Life is Good, too. But I know people can't see me, but making that adult record active, yeah. which is always hard to say, hey, I'm I remember Kingdom Come was a hard sell, the video and the race car drive. It's like you were just, you were being too three-dimensional with it. Like, hey, yeah. where's your smoking jacket and your cool <laughs> 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 You know, nah, Jay, just do you. Like, everything you yeah. say, so everything you say, we do. So, like, if you just did it without being, um, without giving the intro and like, hey, this is what this is, and I want you to react like this to it. I think it would right. work. And I think Nas is just at a point of catharsis and um, finality. He's like, look, man, 
bong. Okay, look, life is good. I done divorced this broad. She done crazy. I'm crazy. Like, <laughs> very much admit, even though they get nasty, that both of them were not good for each other. Yeah. Admit that there was some toxicity on both parts. But again, a woman scorned is going to have an opinion, and a man is I see his kids, but you know, they're always going to be diametrically opposed. But like, um, to, to a day's point, and ultimately, what we're getting to is life is good was very much a very well done and well put together. Totally. But Nasir <laughs> can't get can't buy that type of publicity. So, I get uh, do you carry the same level of animosity for Daytona? No, that's that's push, that's a great seat. Same shit, same no, summer, seven so songs. He, uh, Here's Kanye. the problem, though. Nas, Nas, right. Nas is like usually like four for fifteen mm-hmm. on his records, <laughs> and he kept that same ratio with seven songs. But he put all the misses on. Yeah, two, two for seven. <laughs> yeah. The point when, when you're a Nas fan, you're willing. You know that. All right, there's a little nail in the boot. It's gonna stick it. It's gonna <laughs> <laughs> boot. No matter how many different ones you try, no matter which store you go to, that nail is in that boot. But yo, these boots yeah. is fine. So I'm gonna yeah. wear it. I'm gonna develop this hitch in my. I'm gonna walk with a limp. But <laughs> deal with it. So with not know there's gonna be like three or four or five uh, frisbee coasters. But mm-hmm. you can't do that when you only. Do they have soft edges? Those coasters. <laughs> <laughs> and you also know, so you're always starting at a deficit with Nas. All right, we always right. going up there with two strikes. On the these coasters are made out of dystopian knitwear. <laughs> <laughs> For New Year's to like three hundred dollars. Dystopian knitwear. That's Comet's favorite fashion. Album. Well, wait, I, I, wait, Alaska, Alaska. I, I know you were a big. You like Nasir a lot when that shit hit. I like like four songs on it. Truth comes like, out. More than half. That's more. That's more than fifty percent, dog. Yeah. Yeah, but at the time, I haven't listened to it since. By Damone's counting, that's an A plus. Oh, he only needs oh, four good tracks to make an album. Got a little arm. Sorry. It, the the only one that I actually still that. remember is the cop shot the kid. I was gonna say. Like, oh, that shit is yeah. fire. So it's like, oh, that's that's two fire tracks out of seven right there. No, no, no. Yeah. That's, oh, that's one fire sampling job. Stop it. I'm, t- right. I'm tired of this. Yeah, that sounded fun. Nas brought shit to that track. That track is sold on the hook alone. And that's the hottest moment of that album. DJ Premier says what? DJ Premier, I'm fooling all of y'all to think he's a good producer. Say what? what, what you oh, my say? God. Wow. That's, that's so why you're the hot takes for another episode. Save the hot takes. Wait, wait. What, what, what about the Kanye line on Cop Shot, the kid, where he's like, I know every story got both sides. Right, like, right. That's right. when we knew it was over, dude. It was over. And wait, wait. And my favorite part is Nas in the studio, like, yeah, man, yo, just speak your truth, man. If that's how you feel, just keep it in there. I was like, oh, I'm an anti-vaxxer. It's okay to have terrible opinions. Right, right, right. I mean, in fairness, Nas was brought out to a compound, a compound in Wyoming. He was saying whatever he had to say to get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, before the ATF okay. comes and burns this shit down. We only have to make seven songs, right? Pusha yeah. got to leave after seven songs. Oh, man. That's Wait, it was a hostage situation that you summer. Know. That was a weird summer. He was blanking S.O.S. In Morse code, <laughs> but not not only do he make he makes seven songs to be trash, to just like to get the project going. He's like the first seven, you know what I'm saying? We just pass things right quick, then we move on. But the, he's like, no, 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 no,
I have to have a bonfire on Sunday with Jonah Hill. <laughs> this has to be finished. <laughs> All right, all right. All right on that, all right, note, Dave. Out, fellas. All right, thanks, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Out. Thank you, man. Out. Yep. Sorry, I won't be here to back you guys up, but <laughs> spicy taste. Oh, nah. Good. <laughs> good. <laughs> all right, we'll, right fellas. We'll, we'll thank a, you. We'll take a break. Shout out to Dave Ma. Peace, guys. Thank you. Peace, Peace. Peace. The losing team. I mean, dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh man. Take a quick break, and we'll come back. Brought to you right. by Long John Silver. Got, how many more we got too, right? We got two, two, two more. more yeah. So oh, this is where you guys put your commercials for your own records. I love when you do that. Yeah, we just do that shit. Yeah. The whole, the whole awesome. point of this show is a fucking Yeah, totally. because we're our own music. You know? Well, it's great. I love it. Uh, that's like it's one of my favorite parts. I'm like, this is <laughs> I I would totally do this if I had anything to promote. We try to like mention our articles and stuff at the end, but we never remember when shit. <laughs> Nate came don't out. let me put my like, albums on the so show. So bad about it. <laughs> don't buy this. Yo, send me he got the mad albums and shit. He'll be letting me do. He was never like Demone. You want to do a promo for one. shit? Yeah, that one. Send me something. Yo, what's the ads, man? I'm plugging them in. I don't care. Okay. Because it because it's funny because every time I listen to like basketball podcasts or other people, they'll be like. They'll always be like talking about, oh, and you can read the article uh, up now. And I'm like, why the fuck would I read it when you guys are talking about everything? <laughs> just just every fucking article on the podcast while I'm doing dishes. Like, why would I stop? You guys should do actual commercials for the articles. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's actually yeah. funny. If this thing put comes a beat together underneath, it'd be like, on, I'm put do that. Fucking, you, know, you put you put what happened to that boy beat in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this week I'm on Vice, pussy. Yeah, yeah, this beat in the background here is brought to you by me, Zilla Rock, of the Co-op Culture Podcast, Wrecking Crew, and all that good-ish. This is off my first beat tape, entitled, imaginatively, Don't Drop a Beat Tape, Zilla. It is available now on Bandcamp, $3pistol.com. It's 12 beats, it's five outs, five outs, five clans, five beans, five smackaroos, whatever. Several quarters, I can't count right now, I'm doing a commercial. Check it out on Bandcamp now. First Bandcamp beat tape I ever made. Don't drop a beat tape, Zilla. Get it now. Back to the show. We're back. Call out culture versus dad bod rap pod. Fucking kickboxer fight to the death. Black. Black. Wait, wait, which one? Which one? Oh, I'm thinking a kickboxer blood sport. Kickboxer where he dips his hands in yes, the fucking in the glass. glass. Yeah, bomb. Yeah, that shit. We're doing that shit. It's time yeah. to dip kickboxer hands. Kickboxer is basically a remake of blood sport that was. Higher production values and a better villain. Yeah, does it have a ponytail and shit? Yeah, Tong Po. What is it? Nothing is it. With the fire backgrounds. Based on the entire fabrication of. of, Right, Frank Dukes, right? He's a bullshitter. Frank Dukes, there you go. Yeah, oh, dude, you got the (laughs) the curb. I'm back in business, boy. That's so funny. Spice store. Oh, my God. I'm going to go run and get a different painting. You guys will be like, (laughs) and we don't give a fuck. Uh, whose who's takes we got left? To, to, to okay, uh, Damone's take. Here we go. Bang. Which was? Get your feelings. Get in your feelings. Get in there. I'm in them. I'm right here. <laughs> um, all right, so my take, which Nate solicited to me before, before Jay Electronica actually dropped the album. Mm. Um, it was it was rumored at the time. It was rumored, as had been for the last fucking ten years, that it was gonna right. happen. So I was like, ah, oh, shit's not gonna happen. And if it does, it'll be mid. Mm-hmm. Also, J Electronica is overrated. Now, I will say the album is better than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely fucked with it more than I, I thought it w- would. You know, so props to him. 
I do feel like J Electronica has benefited from uh, not giving us a decade's worth of music to evaluate him by. He he has he has played upon the small sample size to perfection. Like he's rapping with Hove on his new shit, but uh, I've always felt that he was like. I think we give him a little bit for things because of things he hasn't done. Um, and so that was my thing. Jay, I'm like, curious and I don't want to step on it, but just if you guys can tell me, we, we recorded the, the, the takeoff a couple weeks after it had come out. It's a couple weeks after that now. Are mm-hmm. you guys still listening to it? No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to it a lot this weekend. Okay. And I wish it was a whole Jay-Z album. Oh, wow. Yeah, like the more I listen to it, the more I'm like, Jay really outshined him on this record. Interesting. And, and I didn't think that at first, but it's like, I mean, it's just, it's so much more energy and just a, like a better vibe when Jay's rapping than when Jay Electronic is. And I, I love Jay mm-hmm. Electronic. I think he's really dope. But I mean, Jay-Z just fucking comes off. Like between like Jay's like last few projects, 444, which we discussed earlier, and the Carters, which he fucking passes yeah. on. Man. like he's having like a real nice run right now of mm-hmm. of nice work um so i would have rather heard more jay that's interesting yeah. wait so you didn't think there was enough jay him being that much on it or you just wanted more jay in that i just would have rather had all jay oh, and maybe like a couple jay with those beats yeah 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 like, like like i said one one and day. rapping in that style the things that he was saying the way that he's talking you oh, know yeah. sort of like dropping like five percent jay I love that shit. Like when when they when they hit the hit me with that take, and I was just like, it just it, it still it just sounds like Jay Z was like the consultant on that album. Like he was just listening to he was going through like the Rock Nation books, and he's like, all right, what what else can we get out real quick? We got to make X amount of money. We got the brunch coming up. And like, we got Jay Electronic, and you know it's been ten years of some cost. And he was like, oh, let me just call him up. And they just kind of like hung out, and he heard the songs, and Jay was like, all right, you know. If I, if I put my name on this and I, I can record this in a week, we can just get this out right quick and everybody will go fucking crazy. Which I would think a professional rapper could knock that out, right? Like, that's my kind of my problem with Jay Electronica. It's like, you should, he, if you're that talented and you're obviously that good at writing and you have no deficit of things to say, why not rap more? Yeah, man. And I just yeah. think that's the frustration that we are still left with even after he dropped his, even when his solo he did debut. The, the decade-long, long-awaited shit, he had to go get a literal goat from out of the fucking pen to mm. do half of it. Like, mm. bruh, Rock Marcy dropped three projects that were as good or better than this shit last year. Like, Electronica, stop it, bruh. Just <laughs> rap or don't rap. Like, yeah. but I just, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he just, he, he came through. Like, like we, we talk about it a lot, lot on our show. Like, I think certain motherfuckers come by just to give you that one thing and then they're gone. Like, you're, you're, like not everybody's supposed to do 10 albums, 25 years, Snoop right. Dogg career, Jay career, Nas, all these Yo, guys. Brent was three. Three. Brent, Brent <laughs> right. So, but he, he, was, he was supposed to give us uh, Eternal Sunshine, Exhibit A, Exhibit C, Shiny yeah. Suit Theory, five it's or like, six other joints. It's That's the four movies. The, the contract was up. We're going to lose him if he doesn't do something in these right. next eight years. There you go. Here we go. Here you go. Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Why are we doing it? I don't know. We just got to right. keep this shit yeah. somewhat lively. Right. Yeah. So, and then some of the movies. Look, at least, and I know we all agree on this, at least we got a quality project, not some rush job. With yeah. All of the flaws and all that stuff. 
you know, Alaska, I agree with you on, on certain things, but it's like, at least we got a good, solid project. Yeah, totally. It's been I'm a while the build up to a project hasn't been just a total letdown. We, I, I ain't gonna lie, if we look at it long enough timeline, we've been let down a lot with the build up some shit. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. We kind of just, you know, we PTSD'd it as hip hop fans. All right, you know, so be it. Another, another AZ horrible album, another horrible Cormega album, and another Inspector Deck album. Like, you know, we, yeah. we took right to the face and shit. And yeah. But I mean, but then there was Saigon, and I mean, geez, that was just great, wasn't it? <laughs> I was, um, Z, who's my boy I was waiting for? Um, a lot of your boys. We didn't we spend a lot of time talking about your boys. That Saigon phase, the other guy. Oh, my God. Um, Papoose? No, the other other rapper that was, like, rapping like that with the acapella. Nah, keep going. The other guy, I just said it. He did. He was doing a freestyle out in front of Apollo. He was doing a battle one time. Z, you know he signed with, like, it's the other guy, Alaska, you know, too. What's his name? What, what, where is he from? New York? Yeah, New York. Hami, not Hami, man. Corey Guns? No, I'm working phonetically. <laughs> Z, come on, man. It's the guy. My, my, uh, oh, um, you, you said pretty ugly on the last show, but he's from Philly. It's, it was a New York punchline guy, but he was getting Hami. Why am I getting the H in there? It's H. Uncle Mur- man. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, fuck. They used to call him. Nickname I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I, I thought of somebody, but I was thinking of Duo Live, the dudes that used to sell their CDs in front of uh, Fat Beats. Yo, uh, mid, mid, mid-2000s in New York is the worst period in rap ever. Oh, it's the worst. All yeah. them dudes are trash. Please, it's not oh, oh, I know your thing. Jay Mills. Bam. Yeah, God damn Jay it. Mills. Damn. We are friends. <laughs> but no, he asked to build up too, and it was like on the platter, and you know. Yeah. Nothing happened, yeah. He didn't yeah. even put out a decent album. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I listened to it a lot when it first came out. It's it is a good record. It just time will time will have to tell at this point. I don't I don't even know. Um I I, I don't know how you rate someone with that that Without skill set and this weird track record. At least he's doing him and like he does it exactly yeah. the way he wants to do it and like I respect that. Yeah, like he's not as I, I said somewhere, he, he's not better or worse than he was ten years ago. Like he's like a straight line, J Electronica. Right. And he and hasn't let like I, um, I think like just a need for money like make him well, make more artwork. But but, but he's like married great. to a Rothschild, isn't he? Yeah. Did, did that happen? He's still um, with that heiress lady. Yeah. I believe yeah. so, yeah. And okay. I care what Erica about do. The thing I like about J Elect is he is one of the best rappers without a catalog, without a catalog. So there's a lot of cats without catalogs. And I think he has done the best of navigating that. He, he is a playground legend. J Electronica mm, is a playground legend. a good one. Yeah. Good to my but, but, but don't ever come to me talking about he's up here with Kobe and he's up here with guys who were in the league, who did mm. their thing, who had yep. to stand up to scrutiny year after year after year. Playground legend. You know what I'm saying? Xavier, yeah. Yeah. Here, please, dog. <laughs> Genius. Who's the guy who Don Cheadle played? Uh, Earl Manigault, the goat. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I always say the cast. Like, my favorite if, part of that movie is wait, Earl Manigault. He's like fucking strung out. He's all you know, fucking. It, he's it, cracked it. out. He walks up to some some woman. He's like, "I'll be all right. You know, I'll go back to school. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll start playing ball again." And she was like, "That was seven years ago." He was like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, seven years? No, no, Miss Miss, Miss Mary, I'm gonna go back and play. I'll be a good boy." I dated one of his cousins, Earl Manigault. Really. <laughs> Wow, yeah, I, did. I really did. To bring did you meet him? <laughs> no, 
been dead. I dated one of his cousins in modern times. Like, last okay. modern times. <laughs> modern times. Not, they used to go meet um, you know, the court dedicated to him. And um, yeah, this is like five, five so yeah, within the last five years, I did. Nice. And uh, he died like four years ago. So like, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. All right, we're, we're going to take a quick can, break. And we're going to get to our last Can I bring tape. up one point about oh, the Jay Electronica record that it. I texted you guys earlier? Do Remember, it. everybody was making the stupid joke about Jay Electronica dropped. It must mean the end of the world. Right, and it did. And here we it are. It actually did, yeah. It was like the, <laughs> the one true thing about that record. I, I think I'm comfortable saying it's mid then if, uh, if, 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 if we have to put up with this shit. Yeah, this, this really is a mid-apocalypse. <laughs> and I'm still waiting on that. Those well, people. What are you waiting on? People said they were going to drop their record. If Jay Electronic ever drops, I'm dropping my record. I'm still right. Yeah, where y'all at? Let's take our last break between the, the sound clash, motherfucking dad bod, call out culture, death match with steel chairs and fucking barbed wire coming back on ECW live. Yo, what it do? It's Curly Castro. I'm here with a grand announcement. Partnering up with the wonderful people at Buenaventura Records in Zurich, Switzerland, we are bringing you Tosh on Vinyl. This is not a drill. Tosh on Wax. So go to brmovement.bandcamp.com and copy one. Say less. Wrecking Crew. One. All right, the wrap-up segment. Call-out culture, dad bod, rap pod. Brought to this you might actually be my favorite. Mugs Root Beer. I got one person to agree with my my take. Um, and as I told all of you guys on the phone, I I think about this way too much. Like, I wonder, did I waste my time? Uh, like, uh, so much of my teenage years and 20s was just spent, <laughs> like, smoking weed, headphones, fucking bucket hat, backpack, stomping around, riding the bus, not talking to people, listening to fucking backpack rap, sound bombing, fucking lyricist lounge, like everything that came out, like compilations that you've never heard of, of like Mystic Journeyman sub projects, like so much time, so much shit. And I get to use a lot of it on our show. And I like, I am a fairly knowledgeable about my shit. You mean visionary? No, oh, visionaries for sure. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. He cool and Repmatic sub album to the visionaries. He like cool. first day before the fucking shit comes out. Like as dude, the funny you said the funniest thing, Castro, when you said Dart Adams remembers the day the uh, the con the cardboard stand ups came to the record store, and that's how he knows the dates of everything. I think about that all the time now. Challenge when when Mocha only cut out cardboard cut out with exactly that. exactly that's, dark, man. that's my that's life. Dark. And yes, shouts to Dart. Shouts okay, to Dart. so I pr- I say all that to say this. I don't listen to any of that music anymore. It might've taught me some lessons about life and like helped me figure out what I like musically and who I am as a person. But like, I worry, did I waste my time? Because there was a lot of good music coming out back then. I wasn't listening to clips. I wasn't listening to, I wasn't listening to like a lot of really cool shit. So my hot take was we all wasted our time listening to backpack rap and we should have just been listening to like, the, the fucking major label, the good shit, the produced shit, the shit that sounded good, the shit that people put budget behind to Zilla's point. So I'll stop talking, but basically. I want to hear Alaska's point on this shit because this motherfucker was a, 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 a professional indie rapper. But, I know. I thought it was so but, funny that he was like, well, you're right. He's 100% right. It's <laughs> Don't but, listen but to me. But Alaska, like, 
was fucking with all major label dudes to be inspired by mostly, right? He wouldn't listen to any underground. Like you weren't sitting there being like, yo, man, I'm on Def Jokes. No, I listen to his fucking. No, man. but I had my period of that earlier. Okay. So um, I told Nate, like, I miss, like, fucking the infamous um, Cuban links. Like, I was like, nah, fuck that. I got this Juggernauts fucking joint. Robito. <laughs> that's like, I could barely hear on this tape. Like, you know, like, that was my life. I was like, I used to stay up in my room and I was up in college, so I didn't get good reception for the KCR. <laughs> I would sit with. Remember, like, the wires that came out of the back of stereos? Mm-hmm. I would yeah. wrap those around my toes because it was the only way I would be. I had to hold it in order for me to get reception. Wow. So I'd wrap it around my toes, smoke weed, and play video games and just flip my tape every 45 minutes, put a new tape in. And just wow. record, every the, Thursday record night. the mix show? Yeah, yeah. And, then I would, and then I would take that and go through it and find the little snippets I like and make that onto another tape, and that was Holy all I listened shit, to. shit, man. So I was, like, hardcore with that shit. And then... Who, who's, know what like, it, what songs were on there? Like, uh, oh, it was like, it was like demos. So it was like Pumpkinhead demos. Okay. Um, it was like, it was Company Flow before they even dropped the, the clear vinyl. Okay. Um, yeah. Juggernauts, like Yishuan Sire, like all right. those. Dudes. So, like, I knew all okay. those dudes. The from, whole Bobbito universe. Poets, yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, they, those were the first dudes I met when I started rapping. And um, so that was just like, that was everything for me. And then, I think once I like really got involved in the scene, I was like, I don't want to listen to this shit anymore. I want to like find so because it's like everybody's doing the same shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we're all doing the same thing. I was like, oh, this is kind of different. And then like I got kind of alienated from a lot of my friends at that time because okay. I got so weird. And you know, I graduated college and I started working and I got some money and like I lost weight and I started like seeing girls and I was like, oh, let's go out and do this and do that. And I'd hang out with my friends who were into that and they started they were playing it. I was like, damn, this is really good. I missed all this shit. Okay. And then I got really back into it. So by the time you're talking about, like, I was like, I didn't listen to any underground shit. Even though I was on jokes, like, I didn't listen to any shit. Like, I would listen to it as right. it was being made. I was like, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it wasn't like, it wasn't in my rotation. Um, so, like, I was listening to clips and I was listening to, like, Jay Z and mm-hmm. um, Kanye. Like, I don't know if that's all the same time frame. Yeah. But- I- I think I think Nate, your disillusion comes because of when your backpackery started. Right. So I think I'm a little bit younger than you guys, and it's like I kind of got stuck with the bad part of it. When it Which, got weird, yeah. Because by the time Sound Bombing came around, I was like, I respect this on some level, but uh, kind of to Alaska's point, I was also looking at uh, these major label uh, artists who you could tell had put together a better product. After yeah. a while, it was just a better, once we got out of the 90s and kind of like, how do you put mm-hmm. a rap album together? Um, there was just better product, even if the, I wouldn't say there was better ideas happening on that side, but it's kind of like movies. It's like you have the mega blockbuster with all the best actors and all the best CGI of the time and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I will say this, the core ideas uh, from the backpack era have held up incredibly well. As we mm-hmm. just talked for about 20 minutes about Jay Electronica <laughs> and Jay-Z, Jay-Z is not doing what he was doing um, mm. in 98, 99, 2000. He's doing closer to something that would have happened in the kind of 94 to 96 era. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Especially in his, in his new Hovtep uh, incarnation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Copyright. Um, so, <laughs> So I, I feel like uh, I feel like 
the the general sound and aesthetic has aged really well. Some of the late in the game, when it started being about, when backpack rap started being about solely about we are not mainstream. Right. We are not puffy. Everything was fuck puffy. Yes, fuck puffy. everything yeah. was fuck, fuck puffy. Everything was fuck. So wait, Nate, what um what backpack era we name name like two uh signifiers like somebody and then somebody towards the end. Uh, for me it was like basically like um fondulum so like let's call it like uh greenbacks 12 inch to like um raucous like uh fortified live and uh 2000 seasons reflection eternal mm-hmm. it was like my fucking bible like those still i love those two songs and that's the best thing probably will ever do so here's the thing i was into it right and i'm i'm a lot older i'm more closer to Alaska's age. So I knew of all of that stuff. So I was around for all of it, meaning like I knew when the underground kind of hit and it was a difference between major label artists and then um, physically having to go find these other artists. Because right. the internet, when, I, when, when, when the underground started popping, the internet wasn't doing shit. So you, you, had, you were limited. Like, first of all, you had to find a store that even had 12 inches. Because I right. remember mm-hmm. finding those stores first, Alaska, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So everybody doing the CDs and maxi singles and shit like that. And then you had to find the 12 inches. And the 12 inches was like, oh my God, what is all this? Because literally certain music only came in certain formats. So you would totally miss if you weren't in that realm. And I remember I went to school in 95, right when the 12 inch burst was just coming and everybody, yeah. you know, and also when Rockers was print money, 96, 97. So if, you, if you're buck 50, if you YT, not YT. Um, FT. FT, yeah. You can get off a 12 inch or two and make shit, $2,400. Yeah. But, so the way I look at it, y'all, is like um to your point, Nate, it's like I grew up a I told you I, I was I went to school in the nineties, high school in the nineties. And I was a Knicks fan. All right. And I don't know if anybody knows what that entails being from New York, being a Knicks fan in the nineties. It's a lot of medical issues. <laughs> straight up, like physical ailments being a Knicks fan, like anxiety before you even know what it's affecting your teenage life. So anyway, so it's just in my DNA and my bones. I could not like Jordan. Like I just couldn't. He he was dashing our dreams. Anybody that's older, younger knows that Jordan really ripped our heart out. So you couldn't really like him. So so. But when I got older and, and my basketball fandom grew, that I, I'm a hip hop head, but I think I'm even more of an NBA head. You start realizing, God damn, you missed a lot of good basketball. Like right. even though mm-hmm. that's my I, point. That's my exact point. Yeah. A lot of good basketball you just weren't akin to because you couldn't root for this dude. But then I started thinking of people because all right, so for my high school, real quick, and I ain't gonna make it run. My high school was split down the middle. Everybody was either a diehard Nick fan or a Jordan fan. Right, not, not even the Bulls. Yeah. yeah, Jordan fan with the yep. paraphernalia. I had a motherfucker named Shane. This is this was Jordan. He was Jordan. I'm not even joking, y'all. Not in a bad Kobe copy. This guy was like Jordan himself in high school. So, anyways. So you so you miss out because you just you're such a fan of who you're a fan of, but then you're like, damn, if you were a fan of Jordan, that must have been incredible, like rooting right. for this guy. Mm-hmm. I should have right. doing incredible things. The documentary's going on now. You know, like being a fan of that guy is very rewarding. So anyway, so I had to appreciate him later on in life when I got older and shit. Right. And- but I'm not gonna get a 10 part two max documentary. Oh yes. <laughs> but the same thing with underground rap, it's like it was a flurry because it was stuff coming out. Like, I'm glad you brought up 2Mex. I know people that was only into 2Mex and, like, Living Legends, and that's it. Like, they didn't mm-hmm. even come. It's a lifestyle like, out here, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, was, I was into everything, but, yeah, I hear you. 
can just be a dumbfounded super fan and, and be fine. Right. Um, so, again, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say I wasted the time because me um, in Alaska, you could attend to this. Me just as an MC, I needed all of that because I wasn't right. even right. doing work just then yet. I still was just real dabbling. So, just the sea cats, like I bring up FT themselves. Yeah, but these motherfuckers dropped 12 inches. Like, they, yeah, they, dude. It's See, I, I think I think I I, I want to say two things that are interesting about this because you know when when Nate asked me that shit and I was like yo yeah it, you know we were all holding on to our fucking Michael Myers joints and Cali agents and all that but they weren't fucking with no fucking hard knock life they weren't fucking with it no, you can't for real and so I remember yeah. that, it's funny you guys talk about like times in your life so when I was in high school it was all about fucking major label rap mixtapes clue tapes. I had a spot I would get on my mixtape. I have a DJ Khaled mixtape when wow. he was just a fucking mixtape. A real DJ, Miami, yeah. Like, and he was playing like Pace One, I Declare War on that shit. Um, oh. So I got that shit. And, then, you know, I was all major labeled out, dude. And then when I hit college, that was like the beginning of fucking raucous being like raucous and Anticon and Jooks like being set where you could get that shit a little bit easier. So I wasn't there for like the Fondalum and like Fortify Live 45s. I mean, uh, 12 inches but when i was in college it was like oh okay the line was in the sand it was like you know real verse authentic and all that shit yeah. so i'd be like buying the fucking copyright record and i would be fucking all of that shit like making my 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 mark there and i was on that alaska shit where like all right i'm, I'm putting that other shit to the side so i was missing out on fucking the clips when it first came out like i knew the singles but i was like fuck them the commercial and then Missy Elliott. Missy and all that, right? right. Like, I Missy was like, Elliott nah. is a thing I completely disregarded. I knew this. Yeah, me too. I was like... The radio that. songs, and I was like, yeah, yeah. alien shit, but I yeah. didn't, like, investigate it. I should right. have investigated Timberland and not fucking uh, geology. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> so what, what changed for me, Nate? Nate, I was like you, where I was, like, by myself on a train, by myself on a fucking bus, walking around college with my fucking headphones on, listening to all that shit, you know, being on the fucking hip-hop infinity and the real.com. Oh, yeah. HipHopSite.com and all that shit. DJ-Real.com. All that, right? But here's what changed. In like 01, when the Neptunes had that fire year where they had went crazy. 80 yeah. singles. They had right? the radio. Yeah. They had every fucking Britney Spears, Usher, everybody. Yeah. They were fucking with the Alcoholics with that song The Best You Can, which is like their hot shit. And then they had the fucking Southern Hospitality joint, right? Right. And I remember in my most backpackiest fucking vibe, being like, this is the craziest fucking beat. I just want to hear this shit. And I was like, yo, you win, man. Neptune, you you got it. So I have a very brief story. I went to UC Santa Cruz. I mentioned this on the pod. They organized like a hip hop day. And our good friends, the guys we grew up with who are like the big DJs, are, we're called the finger bangers now they're called the bangers because obviously that can't be your name uh they would win like itf championships and shit like that and they're like our very good friends like our real life friends we all went to high school with them so they got booked to play uh a hip-hop day out in a field in santa cruz it's very bucolic the girls in the skirts and like they were like nate this is your life like what the fuck Ooh. is going on and i'm like yeah, dude, this is it's pretty tight here. Um, so they, they do their thing and they're basically like doing beat juggles and like scratch routines and stuff. And so they do their set and the woman who booked it was all worried they were going to fuck up the needles. Like she was like from the 50s or something. And she was like, are, are you sure the needles are going to survive this when they're doing the wicka wicka and whatnot? So like oh we worked God. it out. 
the finger bangers play my boy wheezy aaron who's a big fan of the show shout out to wheezy goes does this fucking beat juggle and i it was the most insane shit i'd ever heard in my life and uh, he got off the stage and i was like dude what was that and it was fronting and i was like holy shit dude that's what the beats are like now like i gotta (laughs) oh man so anyway i just wanted to like just yeah, man, you know, that, that Neptune's way my little similar story because that's like you cannot deny how fucking insane their shit sounds, and it, it was kind of mind blowing. So just but, but it was the bridge. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up Neptune's because that was the bridge. I think that was the thing. Pharrell brought a backpack sensibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Q-tip shit. Yeah, like he really did. It was different from the club bangers that predated it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, little had just enough creativity and flair, but it was also banging. Yeah. So I remember having these arguments with cats about this. They'd be like, that's keyboard beats. I'm like, yes, dude. The Triton nothing. was like originally disrespected. But yeah, that's the keyboard beats. Production, the same thing with, with Swiss beats. It always was changing the ear. A sample sounds like a sample. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then when you come in with something with originality, just, just being original, like it's a Casio beat. We know that with Swiss, but it was just sounded different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The, the norm. You got like Just Blaze and Kanye came around that time oh, as well. Like, right. you know, changing the and it was and it was back, huge back records. Yeah. Right. And uh, here's the other part that, that we're, we're all skipping. I, I didn't. I can't remember what everybody said with the Nate's take on the the first step. Right. When all of those records hit. Right. When you wait, okay, we listen to fucking Fondalum and Nonfiction and fucking King Ghidra and all that shit. Right. You are like a dude. <laughs> by yourself yes. play that or yeah. a dude with like four to six other dudes yeah yeah when i, when I was, was catching all that yeah. neptune shit like fucking the <laughs> clips like like when's the last time you heard it like this like that shit when i was hearing all that shit like you know fucking uh what's the name what's the nori joint later on um nothing right when i was hearing all them shits i was at clubs with girls right yeah. there were girls seeing there. that shit yeah. Yeah. totally and i was like Ooh. oh i yeah. love yeah. this you I know how people yeah. say on twitter now like it's like a thing among younger people are like hey man turn off that earl sweatshirt you're scaring the bitches <laughs> it's like that's <laughs> Yo, that's like real. the real. my the story I, of my life i will say, <laughs> yeah. I will say one the but, first no not the first but one of one of my big loves of my life i have met weirdo was when i met this girl and, um, you know, uh, we, we had a long relationship, but she got me on some, it wasn't that like, she wasn't running around, oh, I know Dilla, no, it wasn't that, cause we were older. <laughs> she just, I was in, she just mentioned it and the way she meant, she's like, oh, she picked up my company flow CD. And she was like, oh, what's this? Oh, I know them, oh, they're all right. And put it to the side. And I was just who the fuck they were blew my mind. Yeah, like, just even the knowledge. Yo, I, I stayed with a girl for an extra year because just because she loved Slum Village like I did. I didn't like it. <laughs> but we'd always be playing Slum in the car, and I was, I was like, damn, I don't want to let go of this. <laughs> yeah, my college girlfriend loved Outcast, and even then I was like, ah, it's kind of mainstream, but it's very good. I'll give you that. <laughs> Yo, Outcast was the dudes that were like all the dudes in my high school that liked rock. They were fucking with Outkast. That was the only like rap they were fucking with. Yeah, right. I hate rap. Outkast is cool. We kind of <laughs> talked about this on our podcast, and I think indie hip hop, do it. it, in a weird way, sort of like has a bit of an alt right vibe to it. Mm-hmm. It's reactionary. It's you know, totally. It's, it's totally, totally reactionary. Man. It's yep. a lot of white dudes coming up to you and being like, "You guys do the real shit. Like you yep. don't do all that bling shit. You don't yep. do that gangster mm-hmm. shit." 
It's yep. a lot of that shit. And it's just like, it kind of really started grossing me out. Like, yeah, I need to listen to your guys' episode. It. That fascinates me. I'm uh, very sad I'm going to hear myself in it. So I'm <laughs> avoiding it. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then I, I remember kind of going back to the production aspect of it. Being on tour around like when late registration drops, tell him. And motherfuckers would come up to you and be like, "Yo, but those he took those samples. Like I made beats on those samples like two years ago." Right. And I'm like, "Yeah, but your beat fucking sucked, and nobody wanted to rap over it." <laughs> <laughs> Whereas his shit your is friends. dope. Like you're telling me you're a loser, basically, is what you're telling me. And it was like yeah. it's just so much of that vibe. It's like. Yeah, it's sort of like it's almost a, a place where people can go, and it's not everybody, but I've known more than enough people that get involved in that scene that go there so they don't actually have to get a job or do anything. They can just become an artist. Right. Here's a big difference. I remember um, and Z talks about this a lot. Wu Tang artists being upset going on tour with Bad Boy artists because mm -hmm. when was the Wu Tang dusty digital beats would come on, it sounded a certain way. But when that bad boy hit man, hit hit man production, booming, and it's like, yeah. whoa, like the shit is rocking, and people don't realize that it's performing art. Sometimes it definitely determines the quality. Like this shit is rocking. Like it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's whether you like it or not. And then this other thing is like you know, peaking and tissy and stuff. It it might not work. Ten dudes on the stage, all Ten dudes stepping on the, on the punch lines and shit. Yeah. Yo, I being able to have the breath control you have in the studio. Yeah, the I've last often thing I wanted to real quick. Go ahead, I'm go sorry, ahead. No, no, it's good. Uh, All right. I just wanted to say the um, to your point, Castro. I've wondered if they're using the same mics sometimes. Like the show quality will be so different just from the uh, opener to the to the headliner. It's like, is that the same shit? It's just like how here's the key. How to that. you do it? Most most shows are sound check for the headline. Yep. And yeah, usually yep. earmarked for that person. So if they have a four-person four setup with two other, all those mics are earmarked and taped there. Gotcha. So they, the opener probably didn't get a sound check? Yeah. No. no, no or no. they did, but it doesn't no, matter. Fuck, yeah. oh, but, no, but they're not going to change shit for them. No. Yeah, they, no. Okay. I didn't I'm surrounded by rappers right now. I should ask and, more and technical questions. The bigger an artist <laughs> is, they're going to have their own sound guy. Yeah. 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 Okay. So in the situation like Wu-Tang and Bad Boy doing a show together, they each right. have their own sound guy. Okay. Wu-Tang sound guy was shit. Mm -hmm. Right, bad boy sound guy was excellent. Right, there you go. There so, you here's, go. The, here's the thing I want to throw in, and then we, we can wrap it up. What everything we're talking about, like, I'm I'm now in that phase with uh, with the fucking like the the east coast grimy post rock Marcy. Everyone just fucking raps on seven joints with the loop, no hook. That fucking album covers a tarot card looking bullshit where all the songs are just about not nothing and the fucking presentation is like this godly fucking misanthropic devil with a sword and hey, like, you're just a dickhead rhyming trying to be fucking rock marcy and so i'm like turning from that shit the same way i was where that's interesting like all the, all the dudes i think i think with the, our, our, the, our our issue was the backpack shit after a while was like okay how many dudes are going to do the fake dj premiere beat on this one yeah. Five here's a right. fake premiere beat here's the fucking scratch chorus yo real, yep. real, real hip-hop coming coming straight to you L -l live from motherfucker the, the essence like because it was all the anti-puffy anti-j anti-whatever yeah and after a while like you don't have company flow anymore you don't have all these motherfuckers that are pushing boundaries where it's like 
the worst well, parts of that idealistic, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I'm real. Like they all become copies of copies of copies, and then that shit dies, and then no one gives a fuck anymore. So yeah. I'm on the same page currently with. Hold on, you know, something. I just read something real bad. Fuck. What happened? Meba Music will not reopen their Sunset Boulevard location. Damn, they have a new location. Yeah, they're going to move into though. It's not. It's not that bad, but uh, yeah, it is they're bad. Just not, but that's the they're class- not going to open until then. This is the, the classic one. one. Yeah, yeah, one's a shit. See, that's is the, the one, one in San Francisco still there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For the time being, and uh, the one in Berkeley is half a dispensary now. Oh wow! I don't know if you guys ever went there, but it's two sides to it. It used to be like the record room and the CD room, and now mm-hmm. the record room is a dispensary, which is like oh, perfect. Wow. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. but no, I just I just read that because the whole thing about him, uh, me and Z went there one time. We went to LA, and um, I've been there a couple of times. And then Prem's one of Prem's really uh, big desires was for the Shrapnel record to be like featured at Amoeba Music and like be there on somebody yeah. going. Mm-hmm. So, totally. I used to love doing in stores there because they would always give you like a fifty dollar credit. Oh, oh no. no. Yeah, it was oh, dope. So tight. I've seen some really good in stores at the San yeah. Francisco one, and I, I've probably told this story on our show before. But I, I went to the Muse Zappers EP release at the Berkeley one, and I got to meet Latif, Lyrics Born, Shadow, oh, wow. Gab. Like, got shit signed, got T-shirts. Like, I, I was like in heaven. Like, I was just so cool for me to meet those guys. And now they're like friends of friends. It's like it's bizarre getting older and how how thin the line was between performer and fan at that point. It was just like look at our podcast. That's fucking yeah. You way. you stand on this side. I'll stand on this oh. side. You know, it's like the same shit. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, this was fun, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank man. you for yeah. having us. Thank you, guys. And yeah. then yeah, awesome. All right, I'm gonna. Uh, you guys want to give yourselves a shout out? Tell people where they can find you. Yeah, Dad Bod Rap Pod. New episodes every Thursday. We're on all the platforms where you find podcasts. Yeah. Uh, part of Are the- you guys on Hulu or no? We're on adamandeed.com. That's where you find us. Under getting intimate with dad, but that's right. Um, Yeah, we we got, you know, uh, very similar. If you did call out culture, there's a very high probability that you'll enjoy our show. So uh, check it out. Dad bod rap pod. It's one of my weekly must-listens. You should definitely Thanks. check it out. It's Thank great. you, guys. And and uh, Alaska, we we need to get you scheduled. I still I want I yeah. have the the episode all mapped out. I know what I want to okay. talk about. We just haven't put it together yet, but uh, we will. Cool. Whenever yeah. you're ready, let me know. Okay, sounds good. Uh, right. Please subscribe to them because they have a way better schedule than us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you guys know when you're gonna drop this? Well, yeah. Well, let's let's turn this off and then we should. Okay. Talk about. It. Yeah, all right, boom. All right, peace.